Thanks for continuing along this wisdom journey. If you're new here, welcome. Stephen Davey is teaching through the Bible, and he has a new lesson each weekday. Today's lesson is called Comfort for Troubled Hearts. God's perfect, eternal plan centers on the work of Jesus. God doesn't have a backup plan. He doesn't need one. Christ's work is all-sufficient, and that's where true comfort lies. Here's Stephen with today's lesson. Well, today we're going to set the main sail, and we're going we're gonna to move quickly. Uh, we're going back into John chapter 14 for another visit here in the upper room. The disciples are discouraged. They're, they're confused about what Jesus just told them. He's, he's going to leave them. They're not going to be able to go with him. Frankly, they have no idea that the cross is just a few hours away. Now, the disciple Thomas often gets, you know, a bad reputation for being a slow learner in class. But he, he's going to ask a, ask a question uh, now, and, and I'm, I'm grateful he did, by the way. His question is going to open the door to one of the most powerful statements in all the Bible about salvation— Their conversation begins here in verse 3, and Jesus says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, in the original language, the emphasis could be understood to read here in verse 6, I am the only way, I am the only truth, I am the only life. Now, I want to explain each of these statements in Christ's incredibly profound answer to Thomas. First, Jesus says, I am the way. Now, Jesus isn't telling Thomas and the other disciples that He's going to show them the way to heaven. He's telling them he is the way. And let me tell you, that's a lot more comforting. Imagine you've come to a strange town. You're looking for a a place to sleep for the night, but your phone has died and you forgot your charger and there's no GPS. You're going to have to find somebody to give you directions to the nearest hotel. So you pull into that gas station and and uh, you go in there, and the attendant tells you, well, there's a hotel two blocks. You go down there, then turn left, then you go three miles and turn right. Then at the second stoplight, we'll turn left again. Well, that's, that's helpful. But imagine if he told you, listen, I'm getting off work in five minutes. I'll take you there myself. Well, in that case, he doesn't tell you the way. He becomes the way. Well, that's what Jesus is saying. I am the way. In other words, I'm going to personally take you there one day to live with me. Now, there are a lot of people out there who want to choose their own way. They think they can get to heaven in whatever way seems right to them. Let me tell you, that's not only foolish. It's going to be fatal. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death, Proverbs 14, verse 12. You don't go your way. 
you go his way. Well, secondly, Jesus says here, I am the truth. If you want to know the truth about heaven, listen to Jesus. If you want to know the truth about how to live your life, follow Jesus. In fact, if you want to know what God acts like and sounds like, well, look at Jesus. He is the embodiment of God. That's what the Apostle Paul meant when he wrote in his letter to the Colossians. For in him, that is Jesus Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Colossians 2 verse 9. So if you want to know what what God is like, watch Jesus. If you want to know what the power of God is like, well, look at the power of Jesus given to us in scriptures. He is the embodiment of the all-powerful God in the flesh. The question then is this, is Jesus telling the truth? Well, unbelieving society views the Bible, you know, as a bunch of legends and folk stories. Well, is this carpenter from Nazareth inventing fanciful tales, you know, just to get a following? Is he just telling some some moral stories, some clever uh, stories? Or is he himself the truth? Well, the greatest proof of that, that he is the truth, is this. His grave is empty. He, he did what he said he'd do. He rose from the dead. And by the way, the founders of all the major world religions today have this in common. They're dead. They're in their grave. Well, in contrast, Jesus is alive. Jesus' teaching also contrasts with that of all the religions of the world. Why? Because they, they tell you to do a lot of things in order to make it to their version of paradise. Jesus is the only one who says, you don't have to do anything. Uh, you just believe that I've already done everything for you. Place your faith in me. Well, now, thirdly, Jesus says, I am the life. You know, the Apostle John was captivated by this word, life. The word is zoe in the Greek language. He uses this little word more than any other biblical writer. And here, as, as it often does, it carries the sense of eternal life. Listen, beloved, if you want to experience life worth living right now, and then the thrilling dimensions of eternal life later, well, there's only one way to get it, through faith in the source of that life. Jesus says, he is that life. I am the life. You know, the world's religions all try to do the same thing, take a bad person and make them better. Well, only Jesus Christ qualifies to take dead people and give them life. Some years ago, I read about a a tragic fire in Colorado. An article in the newspaper told the story of the 35 firefighters who survived that fire on Storm King Mountain, but tragically told of the 14 who died. What caught my attention was that the deaths were largely the result of an unfortunate decision. Of course, now they only had seconds to decide what to do. Each firefighter evidently uh, carries in a belt pouch a blanket called a shelter. It's a little thin layer of aluminum foil glued to a layer of thin glass. It's it's cloth-like. In fact, it's less than an inch thick. It weighs about three pounds. It can be opened 
so that a firefighter can lie under it in an emergency, and it offers uh, limited protection against a fire. Well, the firefighters had been able to contain the fire on that mountain to less than 50 acres, but on a Wednesday afternoon, a powerful wind sort of whipped that fire back up so that it covered 2,000 acres in less than five hours, and many of the firefighters were trapped. In fact, one firefighter that was interviewed later said that without warning, it just sort of exploded. It sounded like a a tornado, and, and, and everybody got out of there as fast as they could. But one firefighter was quoted as saying, those who used their shelters died. And the firefighters who made it back onto the ground already burned lived. You know, and I read that, I I thought of unsaved humanity running for its life before the flames of eternal judgment, hoping, you know, in a little layer of good works, a little layer of baptism or money or morality. Beloved, none of that is going to withstand the heat of God's holy wrath. The only ones who will survive, so to speak, live in heaven with him, are those who stand on ground where the fire of God's wrath has already burned. And my friend, that ground is none other than Jesus Christ. For against him, the wrath of God was already revealed, and all those who stand in him are safe. The Bible promises it this way, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, Romans 6.23. So here is true, real comfort for troubled hearts. If you're lost, Jesus Christ is the way. If you're deceived and confused by world religions, by other people, Jesus Christ is the truth. If your life is without meaning today, Jesus Christ is the life. Listen to him. Follow him. Believe in him. He's telling you the truth. And when he declares to Thomas and these disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus Christ is the only way. He's not one in many ways. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Trust in him, and that will bring eternal comfort to your heart. And that comfort can start today. Well, until we set sail again, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, and he called this lesson Comfort for Troubled Hearts. Are there any specific ways we can pray for you? We'd like to. We have a team of people who pray for each request that comes in, and we'd be honored to pray for you. We have a website where you can share your requests with us. Learn more about this at wisdomonline.org forward slash prayer. I hope you'll join us again next time as we continue traveling along this wisdom journey. 